0: So today we enter the second week of the season of the Epiphany as we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. Now before we dig into those readings, I just want to start by saying thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here and worship with you today. Thank you for over these many years uh, for your prayers, your support, all that you've done for me and for my family. I truly appreciate it. and. Thank you for this incredible Chasuble and stole. So the season of Epiphany has historically been associated with understanding the divinity of Jesus. Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah. The Magi recognize this, as we heard last week. And often in the baptismal story of Jesus, we focus on what it means for those present to hear God pronounce that Jesus is the beloved, his son. So I think it is safe to say that this scene that we hear in Luke dispels any doubt about Luke's point that Jesus is the Messiah. And since I've spent a little time with Scott Wilson recently, I'll say for the sake of our discussion today, I'm going to pull out a legal tactic and say that these are facts that are already in evidence. In fact, if you should have any questions about that particular issue, I would direct you to the wonderful Father Bruce Gray. But I'm captivated by this depiction of the Holy Spirit. I find it very interesting that in Luke's Gospel, he insinuates that everyone present can see the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus. While Mark and Matthew seem to be a little bit more conservative in their narratives and that Jesus experiences that particular event alone. Now that sounds like a really minute detail, and yet the implications for the importance of the Holy Spirit I find really intriguing. And as we talked about on the Shortcut to Sunday podcast, yes, that's a shameless plug, Luke's gospel and Acts really focus on the importance of the Holy Spirit in the ministry both for Jesus and for the apostles as they move along after the resurrection. So now, The workings of the Holy Spirit, I find, can be very challenging for us in in our modern age, particularly this depiction of it. This dove coming down from the heavens and resting upon Jesus. It's a startling image, even if we accept the effects of it. So think about that. The Holy Spirit embodied in the body of a dove. Kind of unbelievable. But the results are integral to our Christian belief. And we'll espouse that as we recite parts of the creed here shortly. So I wonder, is it really the embodiment versus the effect? And it begs the question, do we believe in the presence of the Holy Spirit embodied? Well, as I've been pondering this, I'm reminded of an encounter that I had and we had with the Holy Spirit right here in this place, particularly right here in this community. So this was several years ago, uh, late 2016 to be exact, and I was preparing to start my seminary internship, my field education placement, at the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis. Now, it's a normal part of the formation process, and I would spend the next two years serving at All Saints. But at that moment, what it meant was that I wasn't going to be here every Sunday. I wouldn't be with my family. I wouldn't be with you all. And I'm sure you can imagine, that filled me with a lot of emotions. We were filled with a lot of emotions as a family as we faced that significant change to our reality. I was excited, starting something new, but I was pretty terrified, too. And, there was a great deal of sadness. There was also this immense gratitude for the outpouring of support. And love from all of you. In many ways, and I even after all this time, this congregation was and is my family. So, of course, most of you know me pretty well. I kind of wanted this to be low-key. Maybe enjoy one last worship service together with you, with my family, just kind of get ready for that next step of my journey, kind of sneak out. Maybe I just wouldn't be here next week. Yeah, and then Father Mike invited me up here to announce my departure, to pray over me, but also to have the community send me forth. Yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking, but I was really honored, and I just I felt beloved. And so as I knelt before him, again, literally right here in this space, he laid his hands on me, and he invited the entire congregation to come up as well. Everyone laid a hand on me as he prayed. Now, it's hard to put into words what happened when those hands were laid upon me. Again, they were your hands. How and what I felt. It's too much for words, but I know what happened. And I gotta tell you, when I hear this gospel account of the heavens opening up and the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus, what I experienced right here with this congregation, with all those hands laid on me, praying. I just hear the story of the Holy Spirit being embodied so differently now. I felt it. I felt it so powerfully it overwhelmed me. There was this power emanating from your hands and your hearts that touched me. The hope, the renewal, the redemption that we hear of in this reading from Isaiah I felt that. We experienced that right here. I left here that day filled with that visceral hope, feeling renewed, full of the Holy Spirit, your hands with a dove. So that was a critical moment, certainly in my own journey, but also in our journey together but it wasn't an isolated incident either. We've experienced so many of those moments together here in the space, out in the world doing ministry. Those experiences with the Holy Spirit in community, they help to define us and form us in our faith. I find scripture also helps us to see this in perspective. Here we have the dove, other places in Acts, we have the tongues of fire at Pentecost, So many other examples there of the Holy Spirit empowering the apostles as they go about continuing the ministry of Jesus in the world. In the Hebrew Bible, we have the stories of Moses and Elijah. The list goes on. The Holy Spirit permeates Scripture. And it's integral to our common lives. It transforms us and empowers us for God's mission in the world. So yes, I think the dove Captures our attention. But let's not forget what happens after this episode, and that's the incredible work of Jesus' ministry those works of healing, those works of restoration, and yes, ultimately, the cross. All of this is tied up in the waters of baptism that we focus on today. The Holy Spirit is tangible, tactile, as embodied in this water, that we'll be blessed, and then we will be washed in it. We'll recite our baptismal vows, reminding ourselves about not only the promises that we make to God and to each other, but we're reminded of the promises that come from God. That hope, that renewal, the redemption that flows from the living God that loves us all unconditionally. We're touched by those promises as the water washes over us, just as your hands rested upon me and washed away all of my fears and all of my sadness. The use of ordinary water reorients us to experience God in the ordinary, everyday things of life. This ordinary water holds the extraordinary happenings of baptism, the radical presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst, which connects us with God. And as Paul so eloquently articulates in his letter to the Romans, all being buried with Christ in the tomb, and ultimately experiencing his resurrection as well. That spirit, that transformation, is present with us whenever we gather together. And we have experienced it in transformational ways together so we come together as this water is blessed to renew those vows and to speak excuse me seek the power of the holy spirit among us as we are washed in that water as we feel its touch on our skin we pray that it be the touch of god that renews us and heals us we pray that it transforms us and guides us on this journey into the tomb with christ that we may ultimately experience his resurrection. So friends, I'm reminded God is in our very midst. The God that saves us, heals us, redeems us, and loves us all unconditionally, no exceptions. My friends, that is indeed very good news. And so I invite you to share in the commitments and promises of baptism and gather around this font with me as we open ourselves up a visceral experience with God. May we be blessed, renewed, and sent out into the world to share our experience of the living and loving God, so that all may share in that experience with us. Amen.